And just like that, welcome back into the studio, Hidden Nation. It is Josh Carey, the hidden entrepreneur, right here on 710 WOR, the voice of New York. And you know the deal. Anytime you want shows like this, including this show, on demand, anytime you want, day or night, all you got to do is download that free iHeartRadio app, and the world is yours. Today, we have a great show for you. It is author. Now, when I say author, you're going to want to stick around because there is so much more to that title and identity like is true for so much of us. Am I speaking the truth? It is Dan Durkee. Welcome to the program, Dan. Gosh, thank you so much for having me today. So I, I led with you're an author, which you are, right? You have, um, you have your current book out pray available on amazon you have a second and third book lined up first tell me the world you came from right before becoming an author because i find it i find the journey so fascinating yeah josh a little different journey to becoming an author um I've been in the fire service for 25 years. Um, the last 11, I've been district chief. Um, and before that, I, uh, I went to law school. I was an attorney and worked for Child Protective Services for six years before I, somebody said to me, hey, have you ever thought of becoming a firefighter? And I'd always kind of wanted to. So I uh, <laughs> took, a, took a, a big test they have here in Denver, um, the Dr. Cog test, and scored scored really high on it. I was number one and uh, had a fire job for $27,000 pretty quickly after. And the last 25 years, I've been in the fire service. Now I'm, now I'm the district chief. One of the things I read about you online said you're a firefighter by career and a writer by heart. Uh, and, and again, nobody can dispute that, right? You're a published author and the book Prey is a thriller First of all, it is magnificent. They always say, write what you know. Do you, what do you know that allowed you to write such a thriller like this? Oh, Josh, thanks. Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm an avid reader and movie watcher and um, have always been really interested in the horror and thriller genre. And also always very interested in things like uh, the ocean and the unknown and what could possibly be there that we don't know about. Uh, I'm originally from Vermont and Prey takes place on the southern coast of Maine. And um, so I know the area a little bit and it made sense to sort of have the book take place up there. It makes sense when you read the book with the town and uh, the people in the town that are involved in the story. But yeah, um, I think it's a, I think it's a really, really good story. And um scary and, and inspirational and uh, i hope people just enjoy reading it yeah well there's no doubt the minute you look at the what do they say that books are sold by the cover and if that's true you're gonna sell a boatload because this cover hidden nation if you do nothing else go to amazon look up dan durkey pray p-r-e-y and you're going to look at that cover. The cover is frightening. You must be so proud of just the cover. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's funny, Josh. That's my That was my first book that I've written, Prey. And the process of choosing the cover and going through all of these different 
sort of things that um, the, the company that I'm working with would send to me. This one really stood out. I, re I really liked this one. It was, um, it was very similar to the vision in my mind and it it's scary and yeah I, I i love the cover it really pops it's great you went you you told us i i'm just still fascinated by this you i mean so so few of us well i don't know who am i to say i did not take a quote unquote normal career trajectory to get where i am today and it seems like you didn't either you were a a well-paid lawyer i'm guessing for six plus years and then uh, you took a salary cut to get paid $27,000 to go from a lawyer to a firefighter. <laughs> what do, what do we say here? What? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it was interesting. I, when I came home and told my wife, um, that I had decided that I was going to try to become a firefighter. It was interesting. She was a hundred percent for it. She'd, she did not particularly like me being an attorney and the clients. I had a lot of cases with, um, you know, not very pleasant children that had not been treated very well. And, mm. um, and, and I, and I hope I helped, but, but it really was, uh, it wasn't a very happy, uh, job to have. And when I told her I was going to be a firefighter and, you know, it was going to change our lives quite a bit, she was very supportive and, um, and, it, and honestly, Josh, it was the best decision I ever made. Being a firefighter has been an excellent, excellent career. And I, I really feel like I've affected many, many people's lives on calls and, and, and doing whatever I can to be sympathetic and compassionate and help in any way that I can. Um, so I, I don't regret it for a minute. It, it, was, a, it was a great choice and it, it's been an excellent career. And what I'm hearing, Dan, is that you had the opportunity, get this, to choose happiness over money. And what do they say? That the money will eventually come. And I'm guessing it did. Uh, and you you chose that. And you to make matters even better, you had somebody by your side, your wife, to support you. How important was that? Uh, I mean, Josh, I can't understate it. It, it, it. My wife and I have been through a lot and she is she's the most supportive person I've ever been around. And, um, you know, the money has come Josh to a point, but it will never come like it came as an attorney. Um, that, and, and, and I, I think I sort of had to know that when I made the decision that, um, this was going to be a different, a different lifestyle, uh, different focus. But again, as you said, Josh, and as you say regularly, happiness is more important than anything. And I think as you get a little older, I'm not quite so young anymore. I, I think you realize just what that means when you're young and you have a family and um, you know, you're, you're trying to get by the best you can. And uh, the money is important at that point. Um, not that it's ever not important, but I think as you get older, you realize that the satisfaction of life and happiness is not based around money. And it's about based around the people that surround you and what you go out and do, what you do for the community, what you do to help others. I, that's how I feel. And then writing books is uh, is certainly another uh, difficult way to get a windfall of income. But you're 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 going down this path. The passion is clearly there, and I'm a believer that if if you know all things will then follow. What has when you were younger? 
any age younger, was there always something in the back of your mind that says, I like writing, I want to write, I will write? Yeah, um, I've, I've always been very interested in, I told you I was an avid reader and, and in writing. I, um, I, I would tell, it's funny, I would tell my kids stories when I was younger and I would, I would tell these stories and as my kids got older, they would say to me, the stories you would tell us were amazing. Were you making those up at the time or did you have those like in the queue? And I was like, no, I was just, I was making them up as we went. Um, I've had the opportunity in the fire service to write quite a bit um, for different magazines and different publications about leadership and about um, customer service and being a servant leader. And that's been recognized. I was I was awarded the uh, Innovation in Leadership Award from AT&T last year for some of the writing that I had done. But I always had a passion for it and a passion for storytelling. And um, I didn't have a lot of time when I was younger and I was I was really working hard in my fire career to be as good as I possibly could. But as I've gotten a little older, I just said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to start writing and, and see what happens. And um, it's been you know, I think it, it's been good in a lot of ways, Josh. It's been very therapeutic for me, too, to be able to be creative and and write. And um, yeah. And, you know, we'll see. I, I hope it's successful. We're right out of the gate. I, I don't. Uh, my name is not out there yet. I don't think anybody knows Dan Durkee as a writer, um, but hopefully, Josh, you'll you're going to help that with your very popular show. And and I just hope some people take the time to take a look and read it and, and maybe they'll like it. Give us an insight into storytelling. Use your time uh, in the in the world of firefighting. What comes to mind that if we're all just sitting around the dinner table, you can share with us? Oh uh, well, listen. I I have a lot of I have a lot of very real situations that I've happened in 25 years in the fire service. Um, my second book survived, which we haven't talked about yet. The main character is a firefighter. And one of the reasons that I did that is because I, I have a lot of insight into what happens, not only in a firefighter's life, but on very serious calls and serious situations and kind of the uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit of what maybe someone doesn't know happens with a firefighter or, or in certain situations. Um, so, yeah, I, I I feel like being a firefighter has really, really helped me, helped me develop my skills as a storyteller too. both Prey and Survive and the current book that I'm working on. All of them have aspects of excitement and very serious situations that occur that people get into um that i don't want to give too much away but but i think that's all really helped me be able to explain that in a way that the reader will both understand and really relate to and and maybe feel a little of the angst a little of the tension that you actually feel in those situations your book prey is dedicated on the dedication page to your mom why uh, my mom was she was an unbelievable woman, Josh, and I know a lot of people feel that way, but she she was very, very special, very supportive, um, and she was she was super active, Josh, and she, in 2017, uh, she she was played tennis, she was in tennis leagues, she was in her 70s, and she danced, she was went out dancing all the time, and um, she felt a little pain in her side, Josh, and um, so I took her to the doctor, and she had liver cancer. And 
she so they started treatment right away and she passed away within two months of having no symptoms whatsoever um, and that was in 2017 right around the time that I was finishing parade and I I just said to myself that you know it's the least I can do she's re she really molded me into who I am how much I care about people how I feel about being kind wanting to to be a public servant um, so she worked for human services for 37 years. Um, so she, she had a similar career as I did before I became a firefighter. And I just felt like that was the least I could do is dedicate the book to her and let her know what she meant to me. And, um, that really, she had a huge role in any success that I've had. I know kindness and compassion are part of your values that you lead with. Were you always that way? What were what were you like as a young child growing up? Was that instilled or did you kind of pick that up later in life? You know, I think it really was. And again, from my mother yeah. um, to take to take the opportunity to be kind somebody and the the amount of effect that can have on someone. A small act of kindness can mean much more than you think. And I always tried to remember that, you know, if I if I went somewhere and somebody wasn't particularly nice or they were rude or um, something happened. I always tried to say to myself, I don't know what's going on in their life. And some of the things that I've seen and now some of the things that I've experienced, Josh, um, when I meet people, they don't know what I've experienced and uh, maybe the pain that I'm in for certain things. So I try to, to feel, I, I try to believe that about everybody else and say, you know what, maybe they're having a really tough time. Maybe their life is very difficult. And the least I can do is try to be kind and compassionate and, and uh, make their day this much better. So that's what I try to do. Mm. I, I really uh, adore your, your vision for um, living your life and positively affecting the world. Um, before we go on to your foundation, the Drake Durkee Foundation, um, I want to I want to dig a little deeper into the book um, in your words, not just reiterating necessarily the the back or the inside flap. What's really going to captivate the reader? Why should we pick it up? What are we in for? Yeah, uh, Josh, uh, first of all, I think it's a, a thriller. It's a thrilling book. There's many moments in the book that if you like that type of book, sort of being on the edge of your seat. Uh, there's a lot of moments like that in the book. But also, Josh, the main characters in the book are uh, a gentleman named Nick Travers, who's mm -hmm. just an everyday guy that lives in this town of Fort Lupton, Maine. And he adopts a Down syndrome child. And they are the main characters of the book. They get sort of sucked into this story of what's going on and um, people start showing up missing and other things start to occur and they kind of get pulled into that. And so I think there's parts of the book that um, I'll tell you that my wife doesn't like uh, thrillers. She doesn't like horror <laughs> movies very much. Um, and she really liked both of books, Pray and Survive, even though they're thrillers because of the characters and the development and the relationships they have. And um, so so I, I hope it has sort of a, a widespread, um, uh, you know, something that people will like across the board, not just people that want to come in for a real scary horror book. It sort of has both. Um, 
yeah, but I think I think people will like it if they give it a chance. When I was um, when I was looking through it, first of all, the Amazon reviews. If if you do nothing more, read the Amazon reviews. Congratulations, re- reviews on, on that. That is very very. Uh, it's it's a good move, right? Uh, it's awesome. Listen, I, I really, really appreciate the people that have taken the time to do that. I, I read them and I'm just so thankful. I feel like I wish I could write them all a note saying, thank you so much for saying that. It really is very kind of you to take the time to put that on there. I, I do appreciate them. They've been awesome, Josh. Thanks. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I've gotten the impression, even with your descriptions here, that Hollywood should be calling. Is it is it you you have to have been laying in bed at least one saying who's going to be cast in this role right am I right <laughs> you are right you know Josh it's funny too um, when I'm asked about writing by some of my friends or my firefighters I I think I really think visually I almost think in in a sort of a movie way on the way that I write because I my goal is to try to have the reader be able to have the vision that I have in my head. So I think I actually sort of write visually. So I have thought about that. And, and, and you know what, it, in my opinion, I'm super biased, obviously. I think these books would actually make really interesting movies and, and we'll see, hopefully someday this will reach somebody and they'll say, this could be interesting, you know, for, for them to watch. That's, that's amazing. And I know um, I fancy myself a writer in certain disciplines. I mean, to say you're a writer, there's so many ways to apply that, of course. Um, and I, I love writing, uh, but it's, it's not an easy discipline. No, you know, Josh, you, you, you get sort of a vision in your head again of maybe this is what the story is going to be, or this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen. But the detail that you need to write those scenes in and character development, it really, you have to be very diligent. I have great respect for writers, even more now that I've written yeah. a couple of books, because it's, it's you have this scene where something's happening and then you need to write, you know, 25,000 words or 20,000 words about this, explaining it in detail so that they can see it and visualize it. And it makes good logical sense moving through the book. So it is a, it is an act of love. Uh, very, you have to be very diligent and, you know, it takes a lot of editing and this doesn't sound right. And I need to change this. So the process is really interesting, but when you finish and somebody reads it, like you said, and says, either says to me personally, wow, I really love that. Or they write a review. That's, that makes it worth it. Then I go, wow, that, that was, that was worth it just for that, just for that person saying that. Now, I know this is a, um, sensitive subject but i'd love to get into it your foundation the drake durkee foundation tell us about it uh yeah josh um so in in 2015 in june i was actually on a national wildfire i was been deployed to fight a national wildfire and um got a call uh, my wife's parents, my in-laws had come to Colorado and wanted to take my boys up in the mountains for a few days. And they went up in the mountains and um, I got a phone call that they had gone rafting and that the raft had overturned and that they could not find Drake, my 11 year old son. Um, So I came back and went to the scene and we searched for three days 
day and night walking up and down the river um, looking for Drake. And they finally found him. He was trapped under the water, um, had gotten pinned in some rocks. And um, they they pulled him out. I was there and um, he had passed away, obviously. Uh, he was 11 years old. So um, he was a, Josh, he was an amazing kid, an amazing, amazing kid. I have a few stories about him that I could tell you that are amazing, but he was so kind and so inclusive. Every, every report we got back from a teacher at school every year would focus on that, would focus on how he would go sit with the kids at lunch that didn't have anybody sitting with them that when they were on the playground, he would pull the kids in to play that didn't have anybody else. Um, I, I remember Josh, I'll tell you this. He had a birthday party. We had a birthday party at our house in fifth grade and he had invited some kids to come over and they came and one mom came and she was just crying. The mom was crying. And my wife and I said to her, why are you crying? What's wrong? And she said, Oh, that Ellie got invited to the party. Ellie was a little girl in class. Uh, that was autistic, that um, had some some significant social issues, and Drake had invited her to her party, and so the mom said, "Oh, Ellie has hasn't slept for two days. She's been so excited to come." And I said, "Well, I'm so happy she's here. I hope she has a great time and that she can enjoy the birthday party." And the mom said, "You don't understand. She's never been invited to a party. This is the first time in her life." that anybody's invited her to a party. And to Drake, that was just the way he was. Um, and, and so after Drake passed away, uh, my wife, Melissa, and I wanted to do something um, in his in his honor. Um, and we created the Drake Turkey Foundation. And it's a foundation that is focuses around kindness and inclusion. And we help children throughout the community here in Colorado, even on a little wider scale, um, we have uh, programs such as Seeds of Kindness, where we'll pick two or three elementary schools a year, and they will send in um, cards that say, if they had $100, what would they do to be kind to someone else? And they'll send in ideas, and then we fund all of the ideas. We send each of these kids $100, and then they send us back photos and letters of what they've done to spread kindness in the community. Wow. Um, we have a program called Drake's Dream, where we go to schools that have special needs students and try to find out where the gaps are, what their funding won't provide. And then we pick up the difference and buy things that will help the students better integrate a better have a better uh, successful learning experience at school so we, ha we have a lot of programs we just josh this is what's this monday on saturday we just did a community program here in in golden colorado where we brought in uh, a couple of bouncy houses and a blow up obstacle wow. course and face painting and twister and all sorts of stuff and free ice cream and invited the entire community for free Anybody could come for free and the kids came and we had a wonderful time. And that was just the day before yesterday. So yeah, the foundation has been, it been great. It's hard, Josh. I, you know, I appreciate the interview. I, I still have trouble talking about Drake, a lot of trouble, even eight years later. So I, I'm trying not to get too emotional about it. Um, but the foundation has been, I think it's been really positive and something we can be proud of that we've continued on in his name. How do we get involved? What steps can anybody who's listening take? 
there's a website, the Drake Turkey Foundation. You can go to the website, um, .com, the Drake Turkey Foundation.com and learn more about Drake, more about our programs and what we do. Um, we would love that um, to have people um, go to the website and contact us. Um, but yeah, that, that oh, we'd love it. We'd love to spread the word as much as we can and, and you know, do as much kindness for the community and for children that we possibly can do. You must feel proud that you are doing more than you should or could be doing. Yeah. You know, Josh, yeah, I, uh, uh, I think my wife, Melissa, she, she gets a lot of the credit for that. She's the president of the foundation and she does a lot of work behind the scenes uh, to make it all work. I, I'm obviously still working full time as the fire chief and she's doing the foundation full time, um, fully volunteer for every penny that we get goes to the community and doesn't go anywhere else. Um, so she she deserves a lot of, of credit for that. But yeah, I, I'm very proud. You know, it, it's interesting. I, I do have trouble talking about Drake when people approach me about it, just because it's so even eight years later, it's so um, raw for me. But um, I am sort of the public speaker of the two of us. So when we go to events and have to speak about Drake, that's usually me. Um, but, but I still I, I, I'm just not very comfortable with it still. Uh, and I, and she 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 should get a ton of the credit for everything we do the day to day to make it work. But I'm extremely proud. Thank you, Josh, for saying that. Of course. So Hidden Nation, it is uh, the Drake Durkee Foundation, and that's D U R K E E Foundation. Uh, get involved as best you can. Dan, uh, this has been an extraordinary discussion. Uh, what a fascinating journey. And perhaps you feel like you've, you've accomplished a ton, but boy, does it feel like who knows where you are going. You feel that way? I, I do. I'm excited. I, I hope so. Um, you know, I think, I think Prey is, is really good. I think people enjoy it. I survive because it's a firefighter that's the main character. It's really close to my heart and i think when that comes out um people are going to really love that and now i i've gotten excited from those two that i'm already working i'm about halfway through a third book um so you know we'll we'll see josh i'm i'm enjoying it a lot i hope people that that read them enjoy them and we'll see where it goes i'm excited about the opportunity i'm excited the opportunity to come on your show josh you're such an excellent host and uh, i'm really proud to be here so i uh, thank you very much I'm proud to have you, Dan. Hidden Nation, there you go, right? You see what I said? Author does not even begin to paint the picture of Dan Durkee. If you do nothing more, Hidden Nation, check out Prey, P-R-E-Y, on Amazon. Look at that cover. Tell me you don't feel a certain way once you look at it. Download the sample chapter. Heck, pick up the book. You will not regret it. Dan Durkee, thanks a ton for coming on. I appreciate you joining the program. Thank you so much, Josh. You've been awesome. I really appreciate it. There you go, Hidden Nation. Thank you for tuning in, for showing up, not just to this episode, in life. Keep doing it. Keep getting out there. Be seen. Be visible. Make it happen. Thanks for tuning in. We'll do it again real soon. Take care. Be well.